0: Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022 show. Today is September the 30th, 2021. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Don't FOMO on altcoins. Don't FOMO on NFTs. This game is not rigged. I'm offended by selling. This is where the big boys play. (laughs) and We got one of the big boys here today. He's been around for quite some time in the space. And he's been around precious metals. We'll talk a little bit about also. Andy Hoffman returns to the show with his beautiful profile pic I have in the thumbnail. That should be an NFT, I was telling him. All right. Hello, my elite friends. You can send the super chat or ask, type in Bitcoin Meister and ask questions for Andy or me. OK, this is the super spreading 20 Bitcoin 2022 show. So I'm going to remind you guys that April 6th to 9th in Miami, Florida is the Bitcoin all biggest Bitcoin pro- conference of all of mankind. It's linked to below. Buy your tickets through me. Get a discount. It, it, Adam 10 is the is the uh, code that'll help you get a discount it's all linked to below we'll talk a little bit more about that in one second i before andy starts to talk because he's got a lot to say i got to dedicate this show uh to vention uh vention Migtal was his uh his uh, screen name on youtube it, his real name is warren actually it, it came out and vention at, uh, passed away on saturday and everything about the invention that you need to know is linked to below you can go to his channel The final video that explains everything um and a a video of mine from 2016 uh where i talk about you know benching being a great bitcoiner and he was a great bitcoiner and uh he he talked a lot about men's issues obviously that was what his channel was about but a lot of you uh haven't been around since 2016 and back in 2016 when i made this video about benching believe it or not he's you know men's channel that occasionally mentioned bitcoin was one of the you know biggest bitcoin channels out there that's how few people you know really talked about bitcoin back in march of 2016 on youtube now right now we, we've got like what 30,000 people uh, talking about a uh, big bitcoin on on youtube i mean or they're talking about cryptocurrency excuse me um so a lot has changed um it is very sad that that Vention lost his, his fight with uh, cancer and um, he will be missed. And again, this, this show is, is dedicated to Vention to and I just everyone check out. He was a, a, a great Bitcoiner and we can just see how much the space has grown since, since those days when I I, I made that video and he would talk about. And, it, and it's unfortunate that so many men were bitter. That would watch his videos and not get into Bitcoin. They would just talk about silver and you know who knows, complain about women all the time. And you know you can talk about silver, and you can complain about women. That's great, but you got to take some real action uh, in life. And Vention did take action in life, and he died a freaking multi-millionaire. Pound that like button. Vention will not be forgotten on this channel, and all the OGs will not forget Vention. And again, this show is dedicated to him. So we got another OG on today. Who actually, um, again, and 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 something that DaVinci also said, he he, he he told everyone, live your life and take care of yourself. And I think, Andy, uh, you were, you're you a little bit, DaVinci uh, was older than you, but I mean, we, we all, as we get older, we got to take care of our health. We got to live our lives and we got to have strong hands with that Bitcoin, which he also did. So, uh, yeah, you, you came into this space. Uh, before 2016 you, you came from silver and gold and everything like that and uh, back then yeah there probably weren't even 30,000 uh, bitcoiners in America I mean maybe in 2013 there weren't and now we're talking about a conference in Miami that's gonna have 30,000 bitcoiners so you know a, a little segue what what what's your take on on the progression of bitcoin since since you joined I mean now we yeah. got kids born in uh you know the, the 20 2000s that are talking about NFTs and stuff. It's gotten so crazy in the cryptocurrency space. There's no more silver. I mean, these kids would rather own NFTs than silver. I said enough. You take over.
1: right that's uh, I'm sorry to hear that about Benchen. Uh, I never spoke to him, but I've uh, I learned the term "Mig meant men going the wrong way from you speaking about him. And obviously, he was a a model to how to change your life for the better when things are difficult. Uh, so yes, uh, you know, I'm, my condolences to uh, to his friends and family. And as for me, yes, um, I was in Bitcoin as early as 2013. I lost some Bitcoin at Mount Cox. Uh, it wasn't that much, but uh, you know, my my you know jumping all in was well documented. I was still Miles Franklin, um, a bullion dealer. I was the head of marketing from 2011 to 17. But I started writing about Bitcoin about the time I started acquiring in early 2016. And ultimately, I wound up getting fired in the summer of 2017 for, uh, in no uncertain terms, speaking too much about Bitcoin. By then, my mind was made. Uh, I had already uh, had a huge amount of my, uh, you know, I'd been starting to sell off my precious metals, and I didn't like the conflict of interest I'd have because while I still believe somewhat in gold, uh, once SegWit locked in in the summer of 2017, I, uh, I sold all my silver, uh, started CGG, CGG <laughs> that was an oil field service company, CGC in September 2017, and shortly afterward also very uh, vocally sold all my gold for Bitcoin. Uh, back then, as far as, you know, who was there, uh, you know, you can look at some of the OGs. Like, I, there's a few people that I look at that I recall we're still there. It's for, like, for instance, Alistair Milne is one of the few people who I followed then and I still follow now. A lot of the people I followed then I don't follow anymore, even though, of course, I acknowledge their contributions, uh, such as, say, Charlie Lee, because I no longer care about things like Litecoin. But there were really only a few people. Andreas was, uh, was certainly the number one uh, educator in the space. Uh, there are others, of course, uh, people like Max Kaiser, who I didn't know back then. I certainly do now, and you, who I listen to every day. You probably, you know, you're from Baltimore uh, with Cal Ripken and his streak. Well, you probably have the all-time podcasting streak for Bitcoin. I would bet you probably did what five, six years in a row, every day, or except for Passover and the and the high holidays.
0: Yes, yes, and happy uh, Simchas Torah, Andy. I hope you had a great uh, yeah. It, the, the holidays are over until Hanukkah. I hope everybody had a great Sukkot and Simchas Torah. But yeah, I, I had I got quite a quite a Cal Ripken like streak, and yeah, probably partially because I'm from Baltimore and grew. <laughs> I think that's that's part of the reason I kept it going for so long. Uh, you, you grew up with that uh, consistency and conviction, okay. Yeah. And by the way, Vention had some conviction too. Just want to throw throw that terminology out and, there
1: too. And you so. and you know, and you know what it is Adam. The same thing with me. Look, I mean, I, when I, let's say it was, I was in precious metals. I started, I, I bought gold in 2002. Actually then it was mining stocks. I didn't really buy gold until 2008 or nine. Uh But the, I, you know, I had that same kind of diligence and I believe so strongly for so many years. I probably have for precious metals. I easily have the record. I probably wrote every day for, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, even when I wasn't, Directly at precious metals jobs was writing for Gata and all kinds of different places I believed so much and I did have an audience uh, for a long time people listened, Uh, And the same thing came when I when I got into Bitcoin I I, you know first year and a half at miles Franklin I was incorporating Bitcoin into my precious metal articles every day. I remember my first one was called like precious metals and Bitcoin the the twin destroyers of, of fiat currency and that was kind of my way of segueing from Precious metals to to um, to Bitcoin. Uh, but as as I moved on, I wrote more and more about Bitcoin. That's why it was so liberating to leave that space uh, and start at, at uh, CGC. And if you remember, CGC was a paid a subscription blog for the first maybe year or so. And I was writing five articles per day. I mean, I couldn't write enough about how much you needed to own Bitcoin, how undervalued it was. And then ultimately, even, even as, as early as mid 2018, so many more people were joining the space that I, I was kind of getting drowned out. And I also realized that most of my audience is the older people who followed me at, at Miles Franklin because it's just getting younger and younger and younger. And it's gotten to the point in recent times the reason I don't write so much, I may mean, I still tweet. Uh, I'm working with a, a crypto technology company. It's not a, a coin, it's a technology company called Digital Lending Capital Corp. But aside from from doing some stuff with them and uh, where I'm, I'm the vice president of investor relations and just tweeting about Bitcoin, just because um, I'm just trying to get information out there. I think that's good. I don't think people really care what I have to say anymore. I think I've been uh, obsoleted by all the youth that have rushed into the space. And I think in, in some ways it's the same with you. Uh, you gave your message. You probably made more money for people than 99% of the people who are talking about it now. But, you know, the space is evolving so rapidly and becoming so much, so enriched with young people. When you see like Francis Suarez in Miami or you see uh, Bukele in El Salvador, we're talking about millennials are taking over the space. And that's fine with me. We played our part and uh, we'll continue to support. But uh, I'm happy to watch all these uh, super, super smart, young, motivated people, just like we were when we were younger, taking over the, quote, marketing of Bitcoin.
0: I'll I'll say this uh... People can't read articles anymore. They need you need a hot take. You need to be Twitter. You need one the two two liners and stuff that just that's right. That's (laughs) how attack and destroy and this and get into battles and well and also Suarez in Miami. He's not a he's he's not that young. Um, and so, I mean, you're you're grouping him with a group that he's not with. I think he's
1: younger than me, maybe not. No, he's
0: born in 1978. I mean, you're you're, yes. you're making you're the people that are taking over the space are born in like 1999, dude. I mean, it's
1: like yes. It's, well, you know, look, like, let us yeah. face it. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys like Anthony Pompliano, who's 33, I I can't even comprehend how much he's accomplished. Uh, but then again, you have Jack Mellors, who's still in his 20s, who might be the single most uh, impactful person in Bitcoin. Uh, I remember I had him on my one-on-one show back three or four years ago, and I just tweeted the other day. I said, who would have thought that's the most impactful person I've ever interviewed in my entire career? It's incredible what he's done.
0: Now, I actually want to talk about some some of the personalities here and kind of tie it yeah. into, uh, I, when I was at, I, I, some of these dudes were hanging out in Miami, including Suarez, yeah. at, obviously at the Bitcoin uh, 2021 conference. One of the topics that came up there and I'm sure it will come up in 2022. Link to below, people. Um, was it the toxicity of, of social media and the, the, the just the battles people are getting into? And so that has increased exponentially. There was no crypto Twitter in 2016, really. I mean, I mean, and it's become it get it does get toxic, and no one can deny that. So. Do you think I think you know my take on this people I I don't believe in battling and destroying and wa- and just wasting my time getting into it's a waste of time it's it's anger it's you're not productive I think but Andy do you think uh bitcoin needs this uh this uh attack system what was it what's it called uh when you get sick your immune, body immune immune do you think it needs this uh uh, like a bee, the bee stinging. The, the cyber hornet. Cyber hornets. doesn't need cyber hornets. Yeah,
1: it doesn't need cyber hornets. Well, look, Bitcoin, I think we all agree, doesn't need anything. We could all shut up and it would do what it's going to do. Uh, but, you know, people, look, there are a lot of people in big, most of the people who are, uh, you know, supporting it is mostly financial. You could say all you want, but you want it to go up, so you want the word out there. It's it, like the term pumping a bag, it's not a bad thing. You're marketing what you have. If you're pumping your bags because you know that they're not valuable and you're trying to dump them, that's bad. But if you own something great, look, I, 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 I've I, uh, preached, <laughs> practiced what i beat. When I was an oil service analyst, all I had was oil. When I was a mining company investor, uh, uh, investor relations officer, I had mining stocks. When I was in Miles Franklin, all I had is gold. And now all I have is Bitcoin. So, I mean, I believe what I'm saying. And I'm trying to market and get the word out because I'd like it to spread fast and to uh, and, and and to go up in value it. but of course as they say you know you come for the for the 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 money and then you and then you get you know drawn in by what it's doing look i spent my whole life watching governments destroy for instance precious metals and not to mention the life of uh, of lives of, of billions of people central banks governments etc so it, it you know the more you're into bitcoin the more you realize oh my god it really does fix these things who would have thought in my lifetime after you know, generations and generations of there being no alternative. This thing comes around now in my lifetime. I wish it came around when I was 20, not 40, but I'll take it. I still got some time left. And uh, it is the most amazing. Look, there's two inventions that define the last century. Uh, you have to go back to automobiles to find something uh, as as impactful. And that's the internet and Bitcoin. And uh, they are changing the world uh, for the better. And Bitcoin is just on the cusp of do- of of changing the world in a way that no one could have ever comprehended. So I, I am absolutely, I, I mean, what goes on in Twitter, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, I used to be more argumentative with with people, but I realize it doesn't matter. What's the point to save your energy? But the cyber hornets as a, as a whole, meaning supportive of Bitcoin at every corner, they are spreading the word very rapidly and, and causing Bitcoin to go viral much more quickly than even I could have imagined.
0: I love your point about, uh, you know, you wish it it came around when you were in your 20s. Right now, we got people in the chat that are actually in their 20s. And a 123 scope, you sent four bucks here. And you're saying some kind of trolly thing. You know, we're talking about how I don't like on Twitter, you know, people being uh, just just, uh, toxic. And you're being kind of toxic. But you're a young dude. And this is the thing. Andy just turned 50. um, And he makes a great point. Um, You dudes in your 20s what a time to be in your freaking twenties. Okay. To, to have your whole freaking lives ahead of you. So I would just keep it as positive as possible. One, two, three, no scope. I know you're, 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 you're set. You're sending some trolly things there about Andy. Um, but he, he I would just say t- t- take his point about he's 50 years old now. Uh, and, uh, you were all, you were lucky, not lucky. You, it's just great that you could be in your twenties and take full advantage more so than he can take advantage of it. Uh, so I just I just want to remind everybody that that is a great point for all of 20. You guys can take this thing to the freaking next level, you 20-year-olds. So I, I with the toxicity, I would just say, guys, you just – I don't think that's good for your soul, man. I just don't – I don't think it's good for your your, your inner workings. And just live the freaking Vita Loca in your 20s and uh, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Pound that like button.
1: Hey, and don't forget, I my daughter is about to turn 10, so she's – She's positioned just nicely to you know, exploit everything about this new fantastic digital age. I okay, mean, so let,
0: let's talk about yeah. that. Let's talk about, it. because your daughter and people in their late teens and early 20s, they don't know silver from anything. We have to get that through our heads. But when you're only, it's, it's just amazing. Some of these precious metals people will leave these comments on their videos and, and it's just it's, it's they're almost embarrassing they're like yeah I, I i flipped my bitcoin when it hit 60k and i got more gold or i got more silver to stack uh, and this is the thing uh, these kids are who they're part of the rage behind this nft okay i I'm i'm gonna ask you um well first of all there's there's a there's an NFT, and we're going to talk about this on a future show. An NF, Bitcoiners created NFTs back with rare pepes, okay? I thought it was a joke back then. And there is a Canadian out there. Here's a little insider information for you people who are uh, have listening comprehension. There's a Canadian out there back in 2017. He's like, I got to send you these rare peppies. I'm like, just, just don't send me them. A- and he sent me them anyway. And I forgot about them until the other day. And I have them. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that, dude. So these, I would rather own rare Pepe's uh, than silver. I will repeat that because ra- rare Pepe's are the original NFTs built on Bitcoin. I would rather own rare Pepe's than silver. So extrapolate that. And, you know, there are a lot of different uh, NFTs that mm-hmm. are being built on Ethereum, all sorts of stuff. Um, but I- I'm sure that the youth of today, they don't know silver from anything. So they would rather own NFTs this is the digital world we're getting into. And for some, it's like, it's, it's shocking. It's like, it's, it's all in the ether. It, it's, you know, it doesn't really, I can put my hands on silver. Unfortunately, the youth of today, I mean, they're not allowed to even touch other people at school. So, I mean, they're, they're getting used to, you know, assets that are, that don't need any maintenance, that you don't yeah. need to put in a vault anywhere and are, are in the ether. So, uh, you know, it's a two-pronged question. You had some things to say about silver. You've been tweeting about silver that It's really gone down the toilet lately.
1: Um, well, I I th- mean, I've been tweeting that for five years. Yeah. Uh, but look here. I mean, the one legacy I was talking to my wife yesterday that I think I will leave, uh, that I, you know, that I, I will be remembered by, is that I was the first, and it's sad, but still probably the only true precious metal advocate, meaning a real center center point of the gold community who went 180 degrees said gold is going to replace bitcoin sell all your gold and your silver and and that was four or five years ago when i did that and so i'm very proud of that and i've been tweeting ever since about it i've been writing tons of articles at cgc and even afterwards in fact i just pulled up one that i wrote a year ago it's it's called very sad that precious metal diehards should understand bitcoin is vastly superior but we'll miss out on the real hard money revolution. This is my last warning ever to the precious metal community. And one of the things I wrote at the bottom, this paragraph I'm going I'm to add based on what you were talking about with the younger generations, is something I've been talking about since 2018 or so. I wrote, with 100% certainty, I am telling you that as the baby boomers who own nearly all the world's retail gold and silver die over the next two decades, essentially all bullion coins they pass on to their millennial and Gen Z heirs will be sold for digital assets, principally Bitcoin. In other words, precious metals demographics could not be uglier in contrast to Bitcoins, which can be better. And the fact is that, uh, which I also wrote in that and many other articles, the day Bitcoin was born, the, the use case of precious metals died. They started to be demonetized. They're already destroyed by paper markets. But also once you you, know, you think about all the things I used to say about precious metals versus fiat, before Bitcoin, oh, it's more fungible, it's more portable, blah blah blah. Yeah, that seemed correct back then, but now it's laughable. Uh, but, and so you've seen silver's already lost its monetary premium completely, and gold will will soon. I mean, you'll see it. It's not going to go anywhere. It will move with the and just basically with the cost of production for the forever. And uh, as I wrote, I tweeted yesterday actually. It's so funny that Peter Schiff, he said. Uh, He's the one person I can't stop making fun of because he's been such a jerk for the fifteen years that I followed him. Uh, he keeps saying, "Well, gold's got all this utility; everyone's going to use it." I'm going, "Yeah, Peter. Be- the problem w- when when they when it had monetary value, it was so much more valuable than silver that no one used it for for industry. They used silver, but now that gold is losing its monetary value, it's going to be used only for industrial usage, and that and it's going to become even less valuable. So the fact is that anyone who owns gold and silver right now, you need to sell. And let me tell you something else from someone who worked in that business for a long time: the liquidity in precious metals now is the worst it's ever been since precious metals uh, were legalized uh, on de- on January first, nineteen seventy-five. Which, by the way, was the day after the COMEX was opened with the express uh, re- with the express use case of suppressing the price. It is so illiquid right now that the spread on silver, I kid you not, is about eight to $10 an ounce. And that's for even for silver eagles. I'm looking right now at, at silver eagles and you have to pay spot plus eight or $9 to buy them. And you will be lucky if you get spot price to sell. You'll probably get spot price for an eagle, but if you're selling like a generic, you'll get less. Uh, so it's only gonna get worse as the precious metal dealers go out of business. And uh, so if you wanna wait around until the spreads get even narrow, it, wider, it's your choice, but they're they are being demonetized in front of our eyes, and gold and silver are going to lose all of their market cap, other than the the bare industrial usage to Bitcoin, and okay. and NFTs and anything else that's not precious metals.
0: You think your daughter will own an NFT soon?
1: Not soon, but I you know sure, sure. look, I mean look, I I honestly, I, I've been talking about the digital age per se forever. I I think that stocks bonds currencies. They're all arcade. I mean, it's not just fiat yeah, currency. I think stocks and bonds were great for uh, for what they, when they had no competition, but they are basically tools that are used to destroy companies and enrich bankers and the elite. And uh, they're going to be replaced by blockchain technology. Is it going to be on Bitcoin? I don't know. Is it going to be something different? Is it going to be NFTs or other kinds of things? It's way too early to tell. But the fact is, there's going to be a tremendous amount of capital entering this space. And uh, it's not all going to go into Bitcoin. Uh, It's certainly going to have the the lion's share as the new money of the world. But money is going to go into all kinds of crazy places. And uh, who am I to judge? I just know that in the space of NFTs per se, it's kind of comical because it's the least scarce asset I've ever seen in the history of assets. I mean, yes, there's always going to be like in the world of paintings is always going to be Mona Lisa's. There's going to be something that's valuable, but not everything. So I do believe we're in a bubble in NFTs in general, but not all NFTs.
0: All right. Remember people, I'll say this line some more times in future shows. Adam Meister would rather own certain rare Pepe's. Well, the ones that I have than silver. And uh, I I think that it it might sound crazy, but uh, look into it. People look at, Look, so would I look so at you look look into what's going on look at what's going on out there people live it live the digital world now I, I want to say uh, Andy Hoffman I'm gonna wet your appetite to something we're gonna talk about later the show because so- someone in the chat says I haven't seen the Andy Hoffman video for a while dude follow him on Twitter it's that freaking simple it's linked to below
1: I mean he tweets out
0: when he's on people's shows I, I, at, I don't at, at, and, I don't and, go
1: on shows. I don't do podcasts because no but, one cares anymore. What's it's a waste of my time. If you if you want to ask me a question, then uh, do a consultation or heck, send me an email or to tweet at me. But I'm not going to waste my time. But the said in, he said
0: in years. He said in years. You've been in, You've been on my show more recently than in, in multiple years. You were on my show around your birthday last year. So I mean. It's uh, I'm just the reason I'm bringing up is yeah. I'm telling people to follow you because if they follow you, they'll know when you're doing whatever. If you need a consultation, if you need to be able to if there's a video, but also something that he's been talking about for a year now is his the correlation of Ethereum, the Bitcoin trading. He talks about it all the time. I mean, Andy gets frustrated with it. Very frustrated. We're going to talk about that. People I'm wetting your appetite. Andy wants to talk about this Ethereum Bitcoin correlation trading. And we talked about NFTs, and I'm going to tie that into it also once we start talking about it. But we got, you know, Andy's here for a half hour more before the UK Bitcoin Master Show starts. I hope you're going to watch this show, everybody. Uh, we're not going to be on it, but he's it's, it's on in, in a half hour. But I, I do want to remind everyone, so yeah, follow Andy below. Follow me at, at TechBalt below. Follow your Bitcoin Magazine. And I, I, I got I to, gotta, again, give him a plug. Because they make this show possible. This, this weekly super spreading uh, show about the Bitcoin conference in 2022 in in Miami, Florida. They make this show possible. But other shows that come up, we need to raise now. Well, thanks to 123 NoScope, we only need 70, I don't know, like 80, he sent for it, 79 more dollars or 80 more dollars, I don't know. So keep on asking those questions in the super chat, people, and we'll raise more money so I can have more than one show a week. But uh, I, I forgot also, I'll thank the people who donated the last time. Ken Bozak sent some uh, cash last time. I, I like mentioning everybody. But I, again, we got to do a mid, uh, just, just talk real quick about the conference. I know, Andy, you, you probably won't be making it down from uh, lovely Colorado to Miami. Or, although, who knows? Uh, when was the last time you were in Florida?
1: Well, I'm actually going to be going shortly, but it won't be for the Bitcoin conference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Florida? Are you going for? Are you visiting for uh, freedom uh, reasons or? Uh, well, no, I'm going. For, some, uh, I'm going for
1: vacation. I'm visiting my father, but I think Florida is one of the most progressive states in the union. I'm very. Uh, I'm thrilled for what what they've done uh, for not just for Bitcoin but for civil rights, and I hope they become a much more powerful state compared to the these horrors that are that are destroying America.
0: Yeah, it, it's unfortunate Colorado is uh kind of going the California direction. Yeah, they're
1: Colorado's Colorado's right in the middle. We don't we, we don't have a strong opinion either way, no, to be honest no. with you. It's okay. I mean, it's, yes. it's, a
0: tale of, it's a tale of two states. I mean you've got the yeah. the dense metro areas, but then you got the, the hardcore uh, backwoods guys that are like uh that that are like Utah. Okay, but a- 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 let's end so I was gonna say are are you gonna, a lot of Long Islanders down in uh, Florida, so that's why you're going down there. Your your family, so that's that's cool. Um, and uh, but I and you use the word progressive. It, it, that's the true. You know that that word has been perverted uh, by 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 people. It's it, 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 it's it's truly uh, uh what, what I think progressive was uh. The true dictionary definition is what, what what Florida is is uh, doing. Well, they're here. just they're just
1: realistic. Uh, they got some people down there that recognize the ridiculousness of what's going on, and they and that people just want freedom and a good life, and uh, and and they also have some. They also recognize that bringing uh, Bitcoin into the fold is going to be good for business and and good for the state. So good for them.
0: Yeah, and so they're 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 accepting this conference. They're pre- they they come. Suarez comes. Even some of these virtue signaling uh, uh, politicians who probably really aren't fans of Bitcoin, that they, they come to the event. It's it's very interesting. And so yeah, it's April sixth, seventh, eighth, and 9th. And it's you can get a tickets, special tickets for just one day. The the industry day. There's the main conference with the speakers. There's a music festival. I mean, it's the, it's all linked to below again, people. Networking, dancing. You can see uh, the, all the people, the best guests in the space who come on my show. Lots of them are going to be down there again. Christian makes this all possible. He's awesome. Kit, all these people, that they'll, they'll be down there. So again, people, check it out. Andrew Yang is going to be speaking. Who knows who else is going to be speaking? Well, if you go to the link below, you will figure out uh, – Else, and I call this show the super spreading event because the mainstream media tried to tried to say that that something else got super spreaded down there last year, and it was a complete lie. The only thing that got super spreaded was freedom, and we want to get thirty thousand freaking people there. And, and and again, man, it's just when when I hear that thirty thousand number, and I, I think back to back in the day, uh, we didn't even have thirty thousand people in this space, and uh, now there are going to be thirty thousand people hanging in lovely and uh, Free Miami that the media still tries to scare people about. It's unbelievable. Anyway, there is a question for you. Uh, can you please ask him the question, what are your thoughts on the current commodity bull run and which commodity will benefit the most?
1: Oh, my olden time stuff. Well, look, this is uh, this is simple. They've, they've printed uh, money into oblivion. They're going to keep printing. We all know that. Uh, and it's absolutely incredible. We talk about... COVID has this, the great accelerator event, uh, you know, certainly for Bitcoin, because it made people realize about money printer go burr, and now we can't uh, reverse it. But also, we're talking about here, like, uh, the draconian things that governments have done, and are doing now at an accelerating pace, like it is scary. And it's not just uh, here, but overseas. But one of the big casualties, especially in a country like the US, which Gave away, thanks to the 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 power of stocks and bonds, gave away its manufacturing base years ago. Is the supply chain disruptions? I mean, we we particularly have almost no resiliency at all because we we don't make anything. But it's uh, it's just become such a global uh, quote pandemic of supply chain disruption, and sadly, it's not going to go away at all. In fact, you look at like semiconductor semiconductor chips, which are produced in only one place uh a vast majority of them, they realize how scary it is so we're going to see uh we're going to see pr- uh, cost increases pretty much across the board for nearly every commodity uh in my opinion even if we didn't have the hyperinflation of the currency it's you know i don't know which one will benefit the most i mean i would say bitcoin will benefit the most but uh i mean look at the things that are going on in the energy markets now uh, agricultural commodities uh, and, uh, you know, coffee, cotton, sugar, scary. Uh, so, um, you know, this is, this is what Bitcoin, this is why I spent my entire career going back to 2002, talking about the, what the, how fiat currencies collapse. Uh, and it wasn't until the last, well, first you had the 2008 financial crisis, which basically broke the financial system. And then you had the last year with COVID, which, uh, which was the final straw. So I would prepare for some very difficult times. But at the same time, all those years, I was kind of an Armageddonist, a very half-empty view of the world because I didn't see how we can get to something better. Now, fortunately, we have Bitcoin. And I think Bitcoin is going to cushion the blow, especially for those who are are invested in it. And it's going to make the change to something better much quicker.
0: You were once a doomer, no more. I've never been a doomer. Pound that like button, people. Don't be a doomer. Golden age, 2020s, baby. We are living the Vita Loca here, baby. And I again, I want to thank, from the last show, Gregor, Johnny Minus, Ken Bozek Tabal Dakrez. You guys supported it. One, two, three, no scope. We only need $79 more dollars for another one of these shows. You someone sent 79 now, we'll do another show tomorrow. Come on, baby. All right. Now, and if you don't want to do it through uh, YouTube or PayPal... Adam at Trezorhelp.com. And you can email me there too. And, you know, talk to me one-on-one and whatever schedule, whatever, you know, the consultations and set up, you know, we do all sorts of fun things. It's fun doing, uh, you know, I don't need it, but uh, to, there we go. You need a little bit of a, uh, I, I need some incentive to keep on on, on doing this and it's fun. So uh, I, I want to say that we're in September. It's been at, at first. It didn't look like we were going to have a down September. But sure enough, um, we're ending September today. Who knows what it's going to end at? But people are going to call it a down September. But I have been looking forward to this October for quite some time because this October is 210,000 blocks since December of 2017, which was the all-time high, uh, was a previous all-time high of Bitcoin when it first got up to 19,000. It was a crazy time, 210,000 blocks ago in December of uh of 2017 and a lot has changed so i have thought this month october of 2020 uh, of whatever year it is 2021 (laughs) would be a great chance to have a new bitcoin all-time high i think i think it's it's still a great chance of of having a bitcoin all-time high
1: there was a lot more hype in december 17 than there is now and i mean vastly more hype like it was the most hype i 2017 to me in december was like was like December 2099, the internet stocks. To me now, this is like, there's we're, no hype at all. Like, we're not there we're just, yet, though.
0: We're not in October. Yet. We yeah, haven't lived yeah. October yet. You do yeah. not know what is around the corner. because. Yeah. And so that, that's that's the beauty of life. Live it day, you know, you, they, we, especially in the Bitcoin space, you never know when you're going to get a beautiful shock to the system like that. And I bring October up because I'm going to tie it into your Ethereum stuff right now. Because October 27th, October twenty seventh is, th- is, is an Ethereum op- upgrade. Another thing is going to come out, and what you pointed out, and it, it cannot be denied: when Ethereum spikes, Bitcoin spikes. Bitcoin has been following Ethereum's price movement, and I, I, I don't care because I. It's been great. It's been great. If Ethereum goes up, Bitcoin goes up. I'm doing great. I got Bitcoin. So with this whole Ethereum becoming Ethereum 2.0, slowly but surely, we've got October 27th. I mean, maybe October 27th will be the day of the Bitcoin all-time high because Ethereum's doing an upgrade that day, and Ethereum's going to go up. Uh, uh, people are going to get excited about Ethereum and uh, buy Bitcoin too. I don't know. We've talked a lot about these um, NFTs. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going out there telling people to, you know. Buy the, the latest, the greatest NFT. I think so many of them are ridiculous. But my lord, a lot of people are using Ethereum for that. The fees are insane. If you want to do anything with Ethereum, um, I mean, you got to do it at three in the morning on the East Coast on a Saturday night. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Um, if if you got to if you still got your hex laying around, if you got to dump it, I mean, you got to just. But my point is, is there's a lot that people are doing with Ethereum, and it's not going away. And there's a reason its price goes up. And if, if Bitcoin follows Ethereum, then I, I mean, it's price, I, I'm not, it doesn't concern me, but it concerns you. So I, I'm going to let you explain what, what you've been tweeting about since last summer and Ethereum and Bitcoin.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, you know, keep in mind that if there's one thing that I'm well known for throughout my career, it's that I spent 15 years uh, writing nearly every day about manipulated markets, uh, principally precious metals and stocks. So, if there's anyone who could spot uh, markets doing things that are unusual, it's me. I mean, I wrote basically books about all the patterns and all the things that are pretty much indisputable. Most people didn't care to look, but they're pretty obvious. Now, the thing that's beautiful is let's say, before I get to what I'm talking about, let's say you actually believe that there's uh, manipulation of the Bitcoin ethereum markets like to suppress Bitcoin versus ethereum. Well that's that's fine, except the algorithms are not there to destroy Bitcoin. They're just there to prevent it from from, uh, from rising against ethereum. And if there's one thing that I am certain about that I agree with you with is it doesn't matter whether you like ethereum or not. it's here to stay. It's going to get a lot bigger. So yes, the, the people who are quote manipulating, if they if that's what the case is, the number one thing that they want to do is make Ethereum go up, and the the correlation the correlation between Bitcoin and Ethereum directionally is one hundred percent. So yes, this is not a matter. of I'm worried that Ethereum is going to hurt Bitcoin. What I'm trying to figure out is because when you say uh, you know you're I think the way you're posing it is it's kind of misleading. It's not like well Ethereum goes up and then Bitcoin falls and that's great. I'm saying that I noticed this. August of last year, okay? I don't know how much longer before that it was. So we're not talking about uh, 14 months. And uh, I- I'm telling you right now for a fact that every single tick that ETH makes, Bitcoin follows. And I'm not talking about like, oh, it's up today, so Bitcoin's up. I'm saying all you have to do is put on Bitcoin Wisdom, pick two tabs, put Ethereum. It could be Therabit, it could be Bitmax. and then a Bitcoin tab. It could be Bitstamp, uh, Bitfinex. Coinbase, whatever. And you will know you will see it will take you no more than two or three minutes to realize that Bitcoin follows Ethereum every single tick directionally the the ratio. That doesn't mean the ratio. Obviously, the ratio changes You know, right now. It's whatever, six point nine. It, it's gone to eight percent. It's been three percent. The ratio changes. But the directionally, I am telling you, it's not like a, a, something that happens sometime or something or, or it's a theory. It's 24-7, 365. Every single Ethereum tick Bitcoin follows. And not only does it follow, it follows instantaneously uh, with algorithms that are programmed. It's obvious. Like you, if you see Ethereum, if I just look at my screen, you see Ethereum go down 50 cents. I don't even need to look at Bitcoin. I know it just went down. And in fact, I've seen, for instance, I've seen times where people are actively buying Bitcoin. The ask is being taken. But Ethereum will drop 50 cents. And all of a sudden, the Bitcoin offers drop, even though people are buying them. It's that crazy. And it's been going on for more than a year now. So, um, and there's also other rules, by the way. I mean, I write, I used to write about gold cartel rules. number one, two, three. The number one rule, I say, and I say cartel because I can't prove, I'm not even sure why or how this happens. One thing you also never, ever see, and I, I can't emphasize this enough, because most 90% Bitcoins, they just watch the Bitcoin price. So for instance, most think, oh, big, everything falls Bitcoin or this can happen. One thing you'll never see ever, ever, ever is Ethereum fall and at the same time, Bitcoin rise. It literally never, ever happens. Uh, I tweet about it because there was one time I saw in the past year, and that was actually a month ago. It was Labor Day. So we're talking about a holiday. It was as, you know, we were about to open the futures markets on, this was Monday night, this was Labor Day and and bukele they were they just tweeted they're buying bitcoin everyone in the us was out on holiday with the barbecues so it was a very unique time and it was very modest but there was for about an hour bitcoin was rising Ethereum was falling and i tweeted i couldn't believe it because i hadn't seen it but i'm telling you that's the only time so that's rule number one the other rule that i, I see in this one is not a hundred percent i'd say it's 99.5 percent anytime you see ethereum go up you'll see the Ethereum Bitcoin ratio go up. Same thing, instantaneously. So if you look this morning and you see, oh, look, Ethereum Bitcoin jumped, you'll see, of course, you'll see Ethereum jumped instantaneously. And if you look at the the ETH BTC chart, you'll see also instantaneously as if it's the same thing. So there are are clearly algorithms that have been programmed for more than a year, which are very suppressive to Bitcoin. Uh, They are very favorable to Ethereum. And my thing is that I can't conclude why. It's the biggest mystery of my entire career. Why Ethereum, which is in every way an inferior network, it's half the size, uh, it's proof of stake versus proof of work, it's addressable market. I don't care how much anyone likes uh, uh, NFTs or the future, it certainly doesn't have a bigger addressable market than being the money of the world. So why? And then again, you came and say it's all assets. It's not like the other uh crypto assets follow Ethereum like that. It's only Bitcoin. So for the people listening to this show, I'm just putting this out to you that this is truth. I talk to the, you know, I, I pitch it to the uh, the big traders, people I know in the space, and they are clueless or they don't choose to look. Why? Don't know. You can guess for yourself why it happens. I'm just telling you it's it's a fact, and I would love to figure out but before I die why this happens or if it will change. All
0: right, so you, you put out, legitimate observations out there i mean it it, there is this there is a correlation you guys can study yourself i've looked into it it's it is very interesting now one of the things you talk about in your tweets is that like is the market or a huge player or players in the market trying to say that ethereum is the true it will be the number one cryptocurrency will The the, the future of cryptocurrency is really Ethereum and Bitcoin takes a a, a second, uh, a a backseat to it. It, Bitcoin will still be around, but maybe Ethereum will be. And so I'm I'm putting this out there. It it is a free market out there. It, It would not surprise me if there are lots of entities out there that believe that. That believe Ethereum is the number one. Cryptocurrency, that Ethereum is the next Bitcoin, should we say, OK, that, that that there will be a flippening still and that and maybe they want to make that come faster and they're trying to, quote unquote, manipulate things and everything and, and, and have created algorithms that will uh, help them in the future. Because I, I, I got to say um, what we were talking about beforehand, there is a tremendous ecosystem. Some people might think it's a nonsense ecosystem, OK, but there is an ecosystem Of cryptocurrency related matters on be NFTs, be it DeFi, be it who knows what on Ethereum, there is a lot going on. There are a lot of skill. You know, ten years ago, you know, there people even couldn't. You know, it was impossible. You know, MetaMask and all these skills people have to have. Uniswap. These are these are golden age skills that involve Ethereum, basically. Okay. Uh, and you know, such things weren't even possible 10 years ago. So, uh, th- th- there's so much, I mean, you can have a whole life, uh, using skills that did not exist 10 years ago and, and, and on Ethereum, on the, on the network, become rich, become an, an innovator. So of course they're going to be people who are, and, and Bitcoin, I love it. I love the simplicity of it. I love that. It never changes it. Okay. But. There are people, Silicon Valley-based people, who love 2.0s and 3.0s and 4.0s and being able to do all sorts of fancy things. And who knows how much money and time and algorithms uh, they are willing or their friends are willing to dedicate to pumping Ethereum. So I myself am not concerned about, you know, B- Bitcoin losing its store about, al- you know, what, what Bitcoin is is just this unbelievable underlying value you know layer of stability that that just anchors crypto if it went away if it broke there would be no there would be panic there it would be horrible but uh, ethereum is incredibly legitimate and you know you and people again uh really i think people need to that are in the bitcoin maximalist space that are in the bitcoin toxicity space that are in the bitcoin inquisition space they got to read They got they got just like Republicans have to read what the Democrats write sometimes. Okay, the the, the Bitcoiners need to read what some of these Ethereum people are writing and what they're doing over there, because it it does. It makes you a better person. It expands your mind and and it just shows you how, you know, a lot of weird things can happen in this space that you might not think are possible unless you understand what's really going on in the entire space. I mean, there is so much money being thrown into this Ethereum thing. And there are institutions that are going to throw a lot of money into it, also. But and so maybe this has something to do with your algorithm and everything like that. I I don't, you know, you call it the Ethereum cartel and everything. I I don't.
1: Well, you know, Adam, I've always put quotes around that because, because again, and this is such a a great discussion because we're talking about all the points that I've been thinking about. I try to tweet uh, to deaf ears, obviously. No, no one seems to care. About this, but it's such a big point because again, you have on one side, you have quote maximalist, um, and this this whole big thing should you be toxic or not? And again, as we said, it doesn't matter whether you're toxic maximalist or not. It certainly helps to spread the word as a quote cyber hornet, but not necessarily to attack everything else. But simply to yes, you want to attack FUD, but you know going after theorem really doesn't matter. It is what it is. Uh, either it's going to grow into something huge or it's not. And that really has nothing to do with uh, how Bitcoin progresses. That's, that's one of the other interesting things about these algorithms is even, even if Ethereum, if it's, yes, digital age and Ethereum becomes this monster thing also, what does that have to do with Bitcoin? It's certainly not, uh, it's it certainly, they're two completely different products. Uh, it, it's never, it's not about fear. Like I said, this, this just bothers me because it's irritating because why should the smaller network be controlling the price movement of the bigger network? And, um, but I, but it's nothing to do with my belief that, that, uh, oh, Ethereum is going to die. No, it's not going to die. I believe in the digital age. And as I said before, everything is going to change from these archaic institutions. And and some of it may well be done on, uh, a lot of it may well be done on platforms other than Bitcoin. But they're never going to, Bitcoin will never have any competition in the store value space uh, in the slightest. But, uh, you know, when, you, again, it, it's so funny, a guy like Raoul Powell, He's he's probably the most um, controversial figure in the space. And, you know, he's been right about, about everything. I mean, he wasn't the first one in Bitcoin, but he was right about Bitcoin. And he's been, he's been right about what he's been talking about, about the growth of Ethereum. So the fact is, it is very possible that Ethereum becomes a bigger market cap. I, I find that hard to believe because I don't see the sum total of, of everything else being larger than being money of the world. But again, when you see this happening uh, from someone who's a a kind of a manipulation slash cartel expert, I have a hard time believing that it's possible for any group of people to make these algorithms work 24-7, 365 in a market that's smaller than, I mean, look, Bitcoin has big supporters too, much bigger than the Ethereum supporters, and it's about to have much, much bigger ones. So if I had to guess... I would say, yes, the, the market is it, it is a free market that is somehow believing uh, that Ethereum is going to become, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean flippant uh, because I'm not sure why it controls Bitcoin's price. I could see if Ethereum was just growing, it goes to 7%, 8%, 9% and flippant. Okay, if you believe that, uh, that's going to become bigger, that's great. I just don't understand why it controls Bitcoin's price movement. But like I said, the good thing is, that the people who are buying Ethereum, want it to go up. They are not trying to suppress Bitcoin. So both will go up. It's just a matter of at what pace. And and personally, I would like to see those algorithms. Uh, I believe those algorithms should at some point break because I can't see why, the, why one should control the other. I don't see Bitcoin should control Ethereum's price. And I certainly don't see how Ethereum should control Bitcoin. But that's the way it's been. And that's the way it is in this snapshot in time.
0: Yeah. Well, it is a legitimate observation that it seems like only you were talking about. So I'm I'm glad I gave you the time. It is
1: real, though. I mean, I could be the only one talking about it, but it's certainly real. I mean, everyone watching the show, I guarantee you, everyone, if they just do this for five minutes after the show, they'll go, oh, my God, he's right. Every single Ethereum tick Bitcoin follows. Uh, And it's. It's just a fact, but uh, I don't know why. Again, I'm not making conclusions. I have not said, like I did with gold, this is definitely a cartel. They're definitely suppressing price. I just know I see it, and I can't figure it out. But I also believe that, uh, and oh my God, God forbid I should say this, I believe Ethereum is going to go much, much higher. And of course, I believe Bitcoin is going to be in seven figures sooner rather than later. So I'm just observing. And uh, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and I am, and I am saying I think part of your observation is definitely being caused by big money entities uh, believing in Ethereum, and it just yeah, people absolutely. have to you know understand that. Um, I, I don't. Uh, again, pe- people do what he said, and uh, I, was, I want other opinions on this. I the only opinion I'm hearing about this is Andy Hoffman. I don't and by, by the
1: way, Adam, you know, again, we talk about Ethereum and, and all the, the digital age and, and all this stuff. If that's the case, look, Ethereum is not going to have the monopoly on this uh, like Bitcoin does and store value. As you're talking about the fees there, that's irreversible. They're not going to be able to compete. If the world is going to go to digital, uh, digital token, everything, these other chains, and I don't, I couldn't tell you which one, Solana or Terra or or Cardano, I couldn't tell you which one or more that that have even come around are going to compete the hell out of it. If the space is, I mean, look, if the pie is growing that big, obviously Ethereum is going to do very well. But if the pie does not grow as fast as people expect, these lower cost alternatives are going to do fine. Look, Bitcoin has a cult-like following for a reason, because it's unique and can never be replicated or competed against. But Ethereum, there's no Ethereum uh, cyber hornets. The people who are buying Ethereum aren't buying it because they think it's going to change the world. They just think it's the best, most liquid way at the moment of of accessing all these other markets. Uh, But if if you're going to have all this growth in the uh, NFT space and DeFi or whatever you want to call these things, there's going to be all these other ones out there. So not only does it have a centralized and they could change the monetary policy, as we know, uh, and it right now is is very flawed uh, as far as its fees compared to these others. There's going to be huge competition in this that space. And that's why it's even more comical if people want to believe that Ethereum is going to be so big that it's going to be the one. It won't be the one. Bitcoin is the one in store value. Ethereum has got a lot more competing to do just to maintain market share if this thing grows that big.
0: Well, the thing is, also, we don't know how many other pies are going to get created. We couldn't have uh, predicted NFTs and DeFi back in right. twenty thirteen. So, other things are going to be built on Ethereum. Uh, but I will say this: compete, don't complain. Uh, Vinnie Lingham is pumping Solana every freaking day as the next Ethereum. So, you, you're there is Ethereum's got some competition on it, on its backside. Definitely, I, I do. I do think it, it does have a, a network effect. That will hold off these other guys. And I will say that you just said that you don't think some people are investing in Ethereum because they think it's going to change the world. I disagree with that. I think there are some people that invest in it because they think it is going to change the world. No, no I, I, I mean, mean, I
1: think it, it, they believe in it, I, it's, but it's different. It's not like I, I I, don't think I think it's more that they think it's going to soar because everything is going to go digital. and There's going to be millions of transactions as opposed to the the, the way the Bitcoin community feels. that that Bitcoin truly is chosen to change the world. I think Ethereum is more about uh, profits than it is about philosophy. So I think the cyber hornets per se are the strongest uh, financial cult uh, probably of all time. Ethereum, they will will change quickly uh, allegiance if they think that Solana is a better way of doing things. But of course, Bitcoin is, Ethereum is huge. Its network effect is not going to die, but it will be under pressure. But uh, it really matters how big like you said, how many pies are built if if, there, if we go digital with everything? Well, Ethereum will go exponentially regardless of the competition.
0: Yeah, I, I will say this: we are living in unprecedented times where there are financial tribes now. This, I, I, you know, back in the day of fiat, people weren't like loyal to the. You know, you're you're traveling around Europe and people weren't offended when people ask you for a euro instead of a dollar because you were part of the dollar tribe. And no one gives a <laughs> damn now. You're, the biggest the biggest tribe out there is the Bitcoin tribe. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, there is an Ethereum tribe also. And then everyone is welcome to build. You know, there's all sorts of people trying to build other Dogecoin wacky tribes. This tribe, that tribe. Uh, and I, I do warn people, don't go down the tribal rabbit hole too much because you end up wasting your time and taking it personally. Don't take it. Take the Ethereum thing just like you would take People asking you for a euro in Europe, okay? They they don't they don't want to they don't want to blow up the United States of America because they want you to pay in euros, okay?
1: So, yeah, look, but I mean, the thing is, Bitcoin has no competition in the crypto space, so there's absolutely no need to go on a crusade against quote chip coins and attack Ethereum. I mean, it really doesn't matter. If you want to be a cyber hornet and make change in the world. Then go after the, the the central banks, go after the politicians, go after those who are trying to retard change and break them. Because the sooner you break them, the sooner the whole space will break out, and obviously Bitcoin will be the big benefactor. Uh, but uh, there's no need to be tribal if you're in Bitcoin, because you already have the high ground. I mean, you're if you're you know you're at a, a war battle and you're sitting at the top of the hill, you've already won, so you don't need to spend your time uh, demeaning those who are below you. Uh, just sit there and you're going to win but th- but you but you do have to realize obviously that uh, the faster we can get for instance etfs uh we can get the regulators to 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 shut up we can get countries to start buying bitcoin the faster this all this all goes uh, so that's where i would focus my cyber horned efforts and it's working i mean it's uh it's amazing i i would as bullish as i was years ago i would never believe that we have gotten this far this fast
0: yeah man i want to say you talk about you know picking your battles it is amazing that elizabeth warren wants to uh, i mean shut down this industry that i mean has created so much wealth and has so much potential to give people jobs and give people skills that they could not have even imagined back in the day these are uh, to be able to uh to do you know even with the the thing i mean i I'm picking on Ethereum here a little bit. But if you know how to use Uniswap and do all this stuff, I mean, you are so ready to be rich in in, or know how to send the Bitcoin. If you know how to send the Bitcoin, that's better than knowing critical race theory. Okay, who's going to be wealthier? The people who who spend $80,000 a year to get a critical race theory.
1: (laughs) What a wacky one. What a wacky one with Elizabeth Warren of all people. I mean, she could probably be president if she uh, was a big I mean, she was the person who came out attacking the banks for destroying the world in 2008. So you think if she would just be consistent with the way she was, she probably could be a presidential candidate, but she's going the other way for, I'm not sure why, all she's doing she's, is she's hurting drank, herself. Uh, it makes no sense.
0: And she's drank the socialist Kool-Aid. That's yeah. You're absolutely right. If she, you know... If she became a Bitcoin fan, she would uh, open her appeal. People wouldn't be scared of her. They would think, yes, yeah, she really is for the common
1: person. She would have been the original Cynthia Loomis, as it is now. Cynthia Loomis is going to be the one who might be president. Well, but
0: again, she's yeah. coming from a different uh, – yeah. we'll uh, yeah. So we're going to tie it up here right now, yes. um, and I'm, I'm going to tie – So yes, people, instead of you know, you know fighting your battles against uh, 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 in the ether – against in old social media you know get into the real world again go to a bitcoin conference in in Miami in, in April uh, April 6th to 9th it's going to be great i'm going to be there meet real people network uh and and, and create create don't destroy create don't destroy don't waste your time just uh with, with these anti assets and and the anti assets just you know a, a waste of your time uh you know to fighting someone else's battle for them online, making them wealthier. No, do, fight your own battle in real life. Meet people like, go, go to the conference, You learn some stuff, uh, learn some, some Bitcoin information. It is going to be a great time. Spread the word, people. We didn't raise too much today. We need 79 more dollars. Send me uh, PayPal, whatever. Who knows when we're going to, well, we'll do another super spreader show next week. Best freaking guest in the space. I bring you on this super spreader show. Uh, link to below again people if you need to uh, buy, t- please buy tickets to the event through my affiliate code it is going to be great and yeah I'm talking about it early but you need to get your Airbnb early you need to prepare early in order long term thinking I even got my Airbnb in Miami already set up for April okay people so Andy conclusionary thoughts anything you want to add um, I'm, I'm glad you got to flesh out your Ethereum uh, observations out there and again, they, they, they're Bitcoin observations. You know, I don't, I don't want to. They're, they're, it, there's there's some wacky relationship going on there in trading land. And again, people don't trade. Strong hand, long term thinking with your Bitcoin. Well, I think
1: my my number one conclusion or I mean, conclusion remark, uh, you know, is that it's just thrilling to think how many podcasts. I mean, you were following me before I even got into Bitcoin. Yes. And you probably uh, were the first person to interview me. We're talking about in mid-7, 2017. And we have done so much together, uh, podcasting, chatting, uh, business ventures. And it just, you know, I, 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 you know, follow the good, smart people. It's always been my number one rule in life, uh, certainly in business, meaning those who know what they're talking about and have your best interests at heart. And I've always liked to think of myself that way. And I certainly have thought of you uh, that way, probably as much as anyone I've met in my business career. So anyone who is Privileged enough to be listening to all your shows all these years, whether they were doing it back then or doing so now, are uh, are in good hands. Because, I mean, you could do, you can go out in any direction you'd like uh, in the financial world in this space. But if you just follow Adam's advice, buy Bitcoin and hold it, you're going to be very happy. It will not be stopped. It cannot be stopped. It will keep growing, and uh, you'll you'll have a much better life if you do it that way. That's my final remark.
0: All right. Yeah, you first time you're on this show was January 2017. But yes, I was following you, man. Yeah, before Bitcoin. I mean, seeing you on Greg. Oh no, what's his face? Is Greg Hunter? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's he's a guy, and I was screaming. Back then, this guy, Greg Hunter, should get into Bitcoin. Yeah, and, Andy, and I screamed that Andy Hoffman should also. And you ripped on Bitcoin uh, once or something. But you, you were the precious metal guy who changed before all these schmoes started talking about it. OK, this is the Andy Hoffman is the original precious metal guy to open his freaking mind. So all you haters out there who are stupid and can't read his freaking Twitter feed and make up all these lies about him. This dude was in it before you read. Have some reading comprehension, people, who are ripping on Andy Hoffman. Instead of saying lies about Andy Hoffman, read what's in his Twitter feed. And that's who Andy Hoffman is. He, that, they watch his videos. And say, people make up the most ludicrous things about Oh,
1: him. there's a lot of lies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
0: insane. But if they had reading comprehension and could use Google or use the archives, they would find various things that you, you put your – you put it all out there on the line. It's all documented out there. But people don't have the time to read. They, they have the time to hate and all this stuff. But again, I remind you, yeah, he said Andy Hoffman wasn't a Bitcoin fan and he changed. You openly admitted you were wrong. You dumped your freaking gold. You dumped your freaking silver. You put your money where your mouth was. You got in the big. These other guys went on it. Greg Hunter, has he ever even got into Not that he's a bad guy or anything like that. But there's still these dudes that are in their doom holes that are constantly talking about the end of the world, the end of the world. And they would be rich as anything. They would be rich as Adam Meister if they had freaking gotten just simply bought Bitcoin when I was just a a kid in 2013, leaving comments on on their uh, on their uh, in their comments section. So anyway, I I wanted to tie that up in and hey, it. But, it, you know, if people want to live in the precious metal past and stick with their precious metals and be happy about it, that's their choice. That, that That's their thing. I mean, whatever. There's some store of value there, I guess, still or, or whatever. But to make up lies and, and, and all this stuff, it's, it's it's completely ridiculous. And I give you all the credit in the world for breaking out of those pack of doomers because it is I mean, it's hard to break out of that. You know they, but, but some of it now they have tied in Bitcoin to their doom mentality. Also, whatever. At least they've gotten into it. It was predictable that they were they were going to do it eventually. But you were the first. So
1: <laughs> great. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you having me again, and uh, you know we'll talk soon. And I can't wait to see what happens once we hit your two hundred ten thousand block theory in two months. All right, babe.
0: Well, no, no, it's in a month. It's this month. Oh, one it's month,
1: October. That's right. It's October,
0: mm-hmm. baby. October surprise. Not 1987 style, baby. Let's do it on 2017. December. Well, Adam, baby.
1: Adam, you know, I'll just finish off. You talk about October surprise. I mean, I've never seen anything that has more positive catalysts than Bitcoin. But like, for instance, I saw Plan B had a great tweet uh, today. He And he, uh, let me get it right here. He says, what will be the trigger, right? And you look at this list of things that could trigger it. Of course, ETF approval, they're talking about today. Of course, it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen sooner or later. The price will go up 50% if that happens. Nation adoption next to El Salvador. Of course, that's going to happen. It's only a matter of when. Then I see uh, you know, Lightning Network strike supplies, Jack Mallers. Well, was anyone listening to Jack Mallers when he was on uh, a, a Pomp show the other day? And he's talking about, I can't break confidentiality agreements with these big, super big retailers I'm talking to. Well, duh, one of them's going to announce it. Uh, then you got Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, Microsoft adoption. Remember, fourth quarter, excuse me, third quarter earnings are going to start to be reported just in about two weeks from now. Uh, the next Michael Saylor, someone's going to come out and do that. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's just a matter of which one is the few, likes the fuse, and, and October seemed as good a time as any.
0: All right, dudes, just everything that Andy just said, all the things that are going to happen, we're one day closer to them. One day closer to an ETF one day. So be patient. That's what I always say. But those lists, we know all these things are going to happen eventually. We're one day closer. It's just a matter of time. And we've seen so much. I used to say back in the day, we're one day closer. We're one day closer to an all-time high. Yeah, we got that freaking all-time high. But I also said, you know, we were eventually corporations are going to buy it up. Now that's in the past. Michael Saylor was in the future at one point. We didn't know it was going to be him. Now it's in the past. So if you're watching this in 2025, you're probably uh, laughing your took off about the the, the confidentiality uh, uh, agreement that he just uh, talked about because you know what company it is. And that's in the past now also in 2025. So hello people in 2025. I hope you're rich as anything. Pound that like button. Thank you, Andy Hoffman. Uh, everybody have a great Shabbat on Friday. It's Friday night on Saturday. We won't have a show tomorrow, obviously. Thanks a lot, everybody. Pound that like button. See ya next week for who knows how many shows. Thanks, Andy. Thanks everybody. See ya.
1: Let me just, uh, end it there. And, uh,